is the Podswoggle Network. And, uh, uh, how about that weather we've been having? Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. I love this shit, and I may move to England. I'm your host, Mullet. It is our fifth annual WrestleMania post-show. Boys, it's going to be a good one. Over Skype, let's start in Nashville, Tennessee. The writer, creator of the hit song that's going to be on the Billboard charts this week, It's a Mania, Michael Whidden. Man, I need a glass of water because I was sweating. And also, there may be verse two of the song, uh, but we'll reveal that later. Ooh, I can't wait. And Miami, Florida is Augie. I'm eating food. Move on. Next person. Hurry up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago is rich. Beer! He's drinking the beer. <laughs> I'm guessing those are all over which has to say. And in New York is Tope. T- Tope? Oh, sorry, so let my boner fucking talk. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Tope, don't you love when you're wrong? <laughs> I was right. <laughs> no. Because I was trying, I wanted to be positive, but then you guys made me go the funny round, and that's shitting on WrestleMania. No, I was fucking wrong, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> Alrighty, so, uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, before we get into WrestleMania, very, 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 very briefly, I wanted to thank everybody for the amazing weekend that we've had here uh, in Podswoggle, uh, from the most successful Marshall Madness ever, Wait, thank you guys for an awesome turnout for the live stream. Thank you guys for the awesome turnout for uh, submitting brackets. Thank you for the awesome turnout uh, on Twitter from the Hall of Fame. We got a retweet from WWE Universe. It was fucking awesome. Thank you for the awesome turnout today for Mania. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing this, uh, like we've been talking about, for being an awesome 2015 for us. And it's been an awesome 2015 for the WWE now with WrestleMania. As we always do, let's just start with just general thoughts of WrestleMania. We will start with the person that's spoken the least, Rich. Oh, I am unprepared. (laughs) (laughs) Rich, uh, sorry, Augie, your thoughts. Like I told you guys, we had a group text going. Sorry, I really am eating food. I wasn't kidding. It's in my mouth. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad it's in your mouth. (laughs) I'm trying to swallow. Okay, there we go. As I told you guys, like in the text, the, this was the WrestleMania that I was at least like expecting or was least looking forward to ever, and it's probably my one of my favorite WrestleManias ever. I don't have a lot to choose from, but but you still have a decent crop. You now are at I think seven WrestleManias: twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty nine, thirty three. Yeah, so you're at seven WrestleManias since we've gotten you into it. So you got a good little yeah. bank of manias. So. I have- We'll, we'll talk about it later, but I told you guys before also that I have a special place in my heart for the Miami one because I was there live, but I think quality of this one was better. But continue. We will get there. Win. I, I feel like with some WrestleManias, there's WrestleManias that just overall suck. 
there's WrestleManias that flow really well, and then there are WrestleManias that have high points. I feel like this WrestleMania had a lot of high points, some low points, some what-the-hell points, but the high points outweighed all of those, and it was a very, very great WrestleMania. Topang. Uh, I feel like the most important thing about this WrestleMania was that that ev- nothing was terrible. And that's saying a lot because we watch, you know, you can watch Raw or SmackDown or, or anything every week. And you're going to get at least something that's just dog shit terrible. And I feel like just thinking about all the matches, nothing was god awful. So that puts it on the average at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> But then that wasn't even a joke. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, no, nothing was terrible. So that sets the, the floor very, very high. And then from there on out, everything, almost everything was just entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to let Rich get prepared. Um, we talked about it in all the shows leading up. Uh, and also the shows, and also just in general, when we really didn't talk about Manny leading up. But the build of Mania was weird. It was very disjointed. And not a lot of focus and guys weren't there to build upon things so our expectations were low and this wrestlemania didn't beat around the bush which was good everything was focused we had one performance and that was it sure we had some commercials but it was all towards stuff that we hadn't really heard about like the network shows which tope i remember we will oh baby we we will get to we will get to tope i want to talk a lot about those shows (laughs) Maybe somebody else wants to as well. Uh, yeah, nothing was bad by far, but everything was good. And there was some stuff that was great. And I feel... I'm going to treat this like WrestleMania 26. It is not going to be in the upper echelon of WrestleManias, but it will be... If it is, it'll be at the very bottom of that for memorability, which is not a word, but it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Memorability. (laughs) The ability to remember your memorabilia. (laughs) I am am aghast that I had to say that. And I actually said it decently. Oh, Uh, yeah. I do have that John Elway autographed football. That was uh, an example of using a sentence, if yeah. we're at the script spelling bee. Absolutely. Rich. Uh, all right, well, just kind of to, to bounce off of a little bit of what you guys uh, had to say, I think over time, Mullet, this may be a WrestleMania that crystallizes into being one of those better WrestleManias after we see, like, where at the midway point of his WWE career, WWE career uh, Rollins is, when we're inducting Brock Lesnar into the Hall of Fame. When Roman Reigns is a 15-time TNA champion. (laughs) I was going to say remaking the mummy. (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't be mad at that. And and killing it hosting SNL. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't watched that yet, by the way. Um, Oh, me neither. Me neither. I need to see it. I need to see it. Beyond, I won't know. This one I'm going to say. The the sketch after the sketch that everyone already knows about is already, to me, what the Louis sketch is to us, Rich. You mentioned that Did I? Uh, earlier oh, today, that's and amazing. I'm excited for it. Yes. I have so much to watch tomorrow. I know. Uh, uh, 
bouncing off a little bit of what Tope said as far as like nothing was terrible. And you mentioned Raws and just general week-in, week-out stuff. That also goes for the bulk of WrestleManias. I remember uh, Augie mentioned that he has a soft spot for WrestleMania 28 because we were there. And that was the same WrestleMania where we saw Mick Foley, some crap guy, and Santino <laughs> Morella. <laughs> completely waste. Perfectly good goddamn crab legs. <laughs> yeah. There was... There, there, was no, there was no filler like that on the show. And if there was filler, it was a, an awesome backstage moment of Brian getting put over by a bunch of Hall of Famers. Yeah, it's still fucking... Served a purpose. Yeah. Uh, but I honestly feel like this WrestleMania was the closest to the cross-section of everything WWE could and should be of... Mainstream coverage, great in-ring work, surprising, unexpected storytelling, and and finally catching up with the times of what that storytelling could and should be. In that most WrestleManias happen, and they'll end, and and sometimes they'll end predictably. Sometimes they'll end very satisfyingly. This ended shockingly, which I feel like there hasn't been a shocking end to a WrestleMania. You'd probably be better mullet at telling us when that was. Probably, uh, if I had to guess, maybe the Stone Cold heel turn. Uh, no, well, yeah, because but a lot of people predict that. The two I would say off the top of my mind is WrestleMania 2000, and that they actually had Triple H retain. Okay. And a heel in a heel winning, and then WrestleMania 25, and just they had Triple H retain. Well, <laughs> but the shockingly bad nature of it. Those excluded, uh, and I'll say this too: uh, this was probably—I know it was a joke—but this was probably the closest to a very similar WrestleMania Nine ending. But it actually made sense. <laughs> we didn't get to see Joey Mercury's Mr. Fuji impression. No, unfortunately. Well, uh, Heyman's. Well, Heyman's. Yeah, like I mentioned. But but then but then Mercury comes out and talks shit and then and then Reigns wins. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. A little bit. Little bit. Let's start from the top. We have to start the kickoff, both kickoff matches. I know Augie I don't think saw the fatal four way tag title match. Uh Cesaro and Kid, Los Matadores, New Day, and one of the Usos. Uh, Jimmy, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, that's that is the the New Japan uh, model they used. <laughs> Put the junior heavyweight guys out and let them fly around for ten minutes and get yeah. the crowd amped up, yeah. and it worked. Uh, any other thoughts or thoughts on that from everybody? Whoever wants fun to as go, fuck man, it was just a, a fun ass match, and yeah. Uh, and yeah. Everything that, that should have happened in that match happened. And you can say that for a lot of the shit for the rest of the night. Absolutely. Uh, Whitten? If you, if you have ADD, this was the match for you. Absolutely. Because there was no rhyme or reason or, or following what was going on. It was just like, oh, this person's jumping. Now this person's jumping. Now this person's jumping. Everybody's jumping. Yeah. That's pretty much all it was uh, but that, still still enjoyable the the keyword in that match is non sequitur yeah there was a lot of good false finishes as well and that yeah. I, I was like i thought new day was going to win like three times and it's just like oh well, whatever uh, was anyone else like super nervous that like of like uso upskirts like 
it just looked weird. Nope. <laughs> it just threw me off every time fucking Uso was on, on camera. I was just like, oh, man. I don't want to see that much of their legs. <laughs> Tope, thoughts on the match? Didn't see it, but I've heard really good things about it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I said Tope, not Augie. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was high-flying, exciting. <laughs> it's the kind of match that the division needed. It's, it's, uh, it's a great start. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Augie, you didn't watch it, right? No. Cool. All right. Wasn't well, there. Did anyone else see Tyson Kidd shove his iPhone completely into his tights at the beginning, like during their entrance or like no, at the I end didn't. of their entrance? No, I was too busy looking at Cesaro's brand new beats. True, true. I, I want to say beats way overrated. I love them. I want to say like You're recently, uh, recently, by me watching like NXT and like on one of the shows, I quoted like fucking PWG and like Topo was like, "Wow, Augie, no shit." So recently, I haven't been feeling like the casual fan, but then when the biggest show of the year fucking comes on, I tell everyone, pre-show's at 7, the real thing starts at 8, and I'm fucking late for everything, I'm like, oh yeah, I am the casual fucking. (laughs) (laughs) You did your job. Um, The next was the longest match of the evening, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, It was a 20-minute battle royal, which is fun. Um... I feel like I have like a lot to say about this match. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Yeah, same. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Tope, go first. I mean, I guess I'll just go to the end. Um, I'm okay. I'm actually more than okay with Big Show winning. I think going down to the events that happened later in the night, I think it's absolutely perfect. I think it'll be easy to be like, oh, Mizdow finally turned on the Miz and now let him become Sandow and win this and now he has everything. It's like, no, don't gimmick a gimmick. He got what he wanted to get and needed to get. And then uh, let Big Show (laughs) look strong, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) It's going to be the theme of the night. I'm going to say that like five more times. Because tonight was made about making the authority look strong for one simple goal. <laughs> Which was never mind, Toby. It's just gonna piss you off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, we will. Uh, Augie, do you, I, I feel like you have a different opinion on it, Augie. Uh, I did, but I didn't. Okay, so basically, first of all, the entire match, like, there's certain spots that I liked, and I'm, I mean, I loved it when the Ascension both got knocked out at the same time. Those bunch of, uh, I fucking hate them. I can't stand it. But, you know, the whole Ryback thing, throwing him out, and then, again, the Mizdow thing. And um, Tope, uh, you're right. Like, at the moment, I was like, man, I wanted Mizdow to win, whatever. But you're absolutely right, because after Big Show won, it still felt like, yeah, he should win the Andre the Giant. Like, he should have won it last year, but I guess, you know, they changed things up by doing, by doing Cesaro. But now that he won it, it's like, okay. That's basically what the tournament was created for, wasn't it? In well, theory? It, I think it was it was made to give Big Show something to do until he's ready to quit. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree that it was a nice moment for him to win. And then Mizdow really didn't need it. He got what he needed out of it. Also, we have to remember, like, what they have planned, what they had planned for Cesaro, they're not going to do with Sandow. They're just not. He's not going to be above a certain level at this point, I feel like. And the Miz is never going to be at that point anymore either. It's a nice mid-card feud. And it's, and it's not... It, it, it didn't need that honor. The Big Show, at the end of the day, yeah. as like a career achievement, needed that honor. I have much more to say about this match 
from can, everything that happened earlier, Augie. Can, can I give just one quick shout out to the motherfucking Cesaro deadlift of Big Show? Yep. Just picks him up and walks like nothing. Like he's not struggling to do it either. Holy shit. He did the same thing with Kane, too. He made Kane's look easy, and Kane's fucking a bag of sand now. Uh, Widen. Uh, there were some good spots during the match. I would have liked to see uh, Atami go a little bit further, but, you know, it was kind of understandable uh, that, you know, it was like Bo Dallas when Bo Dallas did the Rumble. He got the one in elimination, and then he was done. So they did the same thing with him. Um, but everything you guys are saying, I agree with. Mizdow got his moment, but he didn't need to necessarily win that match. And I feel like uh, Big Show was close to winning it last year, so it would make sense for him to win it this year because he's a fucking giant. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um. Before Rich talks, yeah, about the Hideo thing, I love that the crowd was super into him, which was great. A, a cool little preview of what hopefully we'll see more of from him. It's just the crowd totally digging him, getting his kicks in, fucking, you know, doing the damn thing. Uh, good to see Bo Dallas' evil twin brother in the match. <laughs> and also... Yeah, Bo Dallas with that prison pussy. I, <laughs> I, I said it in the chat... If only for one moment can I love Bo Dallas. It's when he throws Zack Ryder over the top rope and I hear my wife yell in agony. <laughs> uh, one moment, Bo Dallas, I call a truce. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting fresh, man. Whatever you have from here on out, I'm looking at however you want to do it. I Rich. just In my head, I see that moment happening and you two just like stepping up to each other and just giving a knowing nod. And then just going the other direction. With their arms wide open. Karaoke <laughs> <laughs> the other night. To uh, someone started ironically singing that song, and just booze throughout. It was amazing. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. God damn it. Um, that match. We were a little bit down on that match. Uh, getting bumped to the pre-show when it first happened. But after watching, it's like, yeah, that was after everything else that happened on the actual show. It's like, yeah, that was that was that was exactly where it needed to be, right? And in my in in my pickums for this match, I kept talking about like, yeah, yeah, there's like five different stories they could tell for this, and they kind of touched on all of them. And yeah, they would be remiss if Big Show didn't win this ever at all, uh, much less I guess any battle royal ever he's ever been in. Like he, yeah, he said that on the uh, on I think the red carpet last night. Yeah. He's like, I don't think I've ever won one of these in this company. So maybe once, yeah. we'll just one would be good. It's like okay, cool. And then on WWE's Instagram, they posted a picture of him like smiling like a goof. It's just like, good on you. You can be in the Hall of Fame now. Um, <laughs> it was iffy before, but now you're in. <laughs> now you just locked it up, dude. Uh, and. Yeah, it was it was everything it needed to do. It served every purpose it needed to. Um, Adam Rose had like his Beetlejuice tights on, or his Robin <laughs> Thicke tights on. Uh, oh no, we didn't call them Virgil tights, which was accurate. No, I that think... was me too. That was me too. Was, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. That was rich. I oh, didn't was, do that. Yeah, that was Virgil, rich. Virgil Beetlejuice combo tights, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, which I love that Adam Rose is just doing that now. Like he had his Hollywood Hogan tights for the past like month or so too. He's just like what, whatever. Um, what I want to give that. I want to give big ups to Alex Riley, man, for getting his WrestleMania moment. That was a great moment. 
Like I didn't. I did not even know who that was when I saw him. <laughs> oh, you didn't recognize the rage. What did I miss? I didn't see that part. The culmination of the Miz Alex Riley feud. They finally put the nail in that coffin, Augie. <laughs> so Alex Riley, like in the like the very beginning of the match, the Miz and Mizdow are standing there, and Riley's like trying to talk to Mizdow. He's like, "I've been through this. You like, you don't want to do this." And Miz is like yelling at Alex Riley, like, "You're a bitch." And Riley was like, "No." And then he like started to beat up the Miz, and Mizdow saved Miz, and they threw Alex Riley out. And it's like, and it's like, oh, Alex Riley's big comeback is can over. You, can you put a na- can you put a nail in a coffin when it's already buried ten feet down? It's a really long nail. <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, and it also like helps. At least it was fresh in my mind because they like Miz in his promos like kept kind of bringing it up, kept bringing up Alex Riley. Uh, and that combined with his Kevin Owens thing, it's like, okay, Alex Riley, for whatever reason, isn't at the front of my mind, but he's in the middle. <laughs> um, but needless to say, I think the MVP of the entire Battle Royal, because we, we've already talked about it way too long, was Sheamus. <laughs> <laughs> Just crushed it. So I'd like to congratulate Sheamus, uh, the winner of uh, Podswoggle's fifth annual Game of Go Fish backstage. Uh <laughs> He thoroughly dominated one of Triple H's daughters because everyone else had a spot on the card. Yo, Seamus had fours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very... Uh, right back had some good moments. Yeah, we talked about this match long enough. Cesaro had his good moments as well. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that being on the freak show. WrestleMania. The actual fucking version. Uh, America the Beautiful. Good to hear that again. We didn't get that, what, last year or the year before? Um, I don't think we got it last year. Uh, I know we I know we didn't get it twenty nine because of the whole Hurricane Sandy thing. But um, oh yeah, we had Chris Christie, who oh god, uh, I was rewatching WrestleMania twenty nine last week, and there was that Chris Christie intro for yep. Superstorm Sandy. Sandy, uh, but I completely forgot it was Chris Christie, and I thought. It was Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought it was fucking John Ham. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are the two most completely different people of all time. Yeah, they, the you cannot get much different. By the way, you know John Ham just got a rehab. Yeah, man, I saw that. He'll bounce back. Uh, sorry, let's let's. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot more to talk about. Uh, how did everyone feel about the set and the setup? And uh, I know for me personally, I am not a big fan of Mania in the daylight. I am. I don't know why. I fucking love it. I just... If I, if I see... I think because every outdoor daylight show I think of, I think of it as a little bit more gritty and old school, like like the old school AWA or WWWF shows mm-hmm. where like they're kind of in the daylight, and they just look different because they're not as well produced as this. And for some reason, I just feel like this like HD, well-produced wrestling show looks better with the lights not to quote JBL on bright and it being <laughs> it being darker. I, I don't know. I hate it to just, break it to you. You just quoted JBL. Well, you know what? That's going to be the last time because I purposely, <laughs> purposely did not listen to him the entire evening. <laughs> um, yeah. Anybody, anybody else thoughts on the, the setup and the, and everything? Um, I, I, go, go ahead. Jump jump 
I was gonna say my favorite is when it's outdoors and you get like the first like three four matches in the daylight. Usually like the like the IC title, like a lot of like fast paced matches, and then you go into the night and and it feels like a like just a change. It's like okay, here's the first half, here's the second half, and. I really wanted to see Bray Wyatt hit entrance again outdoors and nights. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's only thing that sucked. We were yeah. joking that they, that they were stalling for the lights for the 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 sunset or for the the moon to come up because you know Taker's entrance. But it totally, Zangri was the one that had to point out to me that it was like no fireflies. I was like, fuck! Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. But it's okay. We had suitable replacements. Uh, any, anything else on that before we actually get into matches and such? Um, I, I, I 100% do agree with Tope. Um, again, I'm going to invoke WrestleMania 9 like 30 more times in this podcast. I, I apologize ahead of time. Wrong, well, man- wrong mania to invoke. <laughs> <laughs> but that one ended in like broad daylight, where at least this ended like it, it, it eventually did transition to dusk. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it is. I, uh, I dig it. But as far as the set itself goes, really, really like the set. It reminded me a lot of WrestleMania 28. And yes. uh, just simple, uh, uh, cool font that they were not like preparing you for. Uh, and I was a little thrown off that there wasn't like any big sort of like canopy over the ring. Like they had a clear yeah. cover, but there wasn't like anything that they had for like. 24, 28, 29. Thank God they didn't have what they had for 29 because that was just obnoxious. But It looks like a middle school art project. <laughs> it's like, what'd you do for your summer break? I made the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, opening uh, show opens up with... I, I. And now, it is time for the pod swaggle. Fuck you of the week. I was taking 15 minutes to order a goddamn pizza. Hey, fuck you, Stromboli's Pizza in Winter Garden, Florida. Why, no one in Windermere and Winter Garden's ordering pizza for WrestleMania. Who are all these old fucks that are ordering pizza when I want to order pizza and I want to watch the WrestleMania opening? I didn't get to watch ULO Cool J so eloquently introduce the show. Oh. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it was great. His hat was like a shark fin. Teeth is blue. It's his hat. It's like, is that gonna be the sh- the, the song at the end? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the WrestleMania 32 theme. Absolutely. Uh, we like to thank LL Cool J for a 15 year old song. Uh, so yeah, so fuck you, Star Bullies. Uh, but the uh, Intercontinental Ladder Match that kicked it off. Uh, Augie, haven't heard from you in a while. What do you think? <clears throat> Probably my. Second least favorite match of the night. Uh, there were a couple few spots, but all in all, wasn't thrilled. There was a my. Uh, I was watching it with my brother and a bunch of people, and at one point, they had that group catch somebody jumping onto them. They did that five times in a row, and that's what I said on the on the on the show was that it didn't feel like a a crop of guys that could do. Like a lot of spots that were unique or different, it was a lot of well, we have guys that can catch guys. Yeah, because er- everyone that's going to be jumping isn't really anybody that can do anything. Like I said, R- R- uh, Rusev, God, uh, Ambrose's elbow was about it. Um, yeah, when it came to the structure of that match, Mullet, you like called it. Yeah, it's just I I totally agree with Augie. That match was a letdown to me, and that. 
it felt rushed. It felt like it just it felt like there was no thought put into it. It's like okay, well these seven guys give them some ladders and let them figure it out. Like there's no producer on that match. It was just they'll figure it out, and no one really took the the reins and did anything with it. Even the end, like the 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 stupid, absolutely stupid, stupid headbutts. <laughs> that was dumb as shit. I, 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 oh I, mentioned, I mentioned him in the Facebook chat, but as he was sitting at home, r- literally sobbing into his ice cream, and not like Dean Ambrose at the end of the show, Nigel McGuinness got the worst migraine ever watching that happen. Uh, but even that just felt kind of like, eh, you know? It just didn't feel... It just didn't feel... Exciting or special. I, I just don't know. I mean, sure, Brian winning was great, but it still felt weird to me. Uh, win. Just, there was, that match left me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it just left me speechless. Um, so, I, I mean, I feel, I feel good that Brian won. I just really, really think that Ambrose could could have used it. Uh, of course, somebody had to take the bump onto the ladder. And that, <laughs> that ended up being Ambrose. I, I, I can see I can see that the see, decision being made backstage. Who wants to take the bump? Well, I'm our truth, and I'm old, so I ain't doing it. I just had neck surgery. I'm all covered in paint. I want to get paint all over the ladder. I do enough crazy shit all the time. I'm like seven feet tall. Fuck, I was in CZW. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. How many but, times is that gonna come back to fucking? <laughs> but overall, the spots in that match, uh, it was a good match. Um, uh, yeah, good, good, decent way to start the show. Uh, tope. This was the greatest book match in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah, I mean, around the May. For one spot. This was amazing. I don't care. I hope this is the only reason they did that match. And that's for Dean Ambrose to go to the ladder and be taken to the hospital because he had one promise and he let that down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh yeah, Brian won. That was awesome. Don't give a fuck. Dean Ambrose going to the hospital. Best booking in the history of the business. And just, and just like his, uh, many people think he is, the Joker said, you're going to break your one rule. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> just further just further down, man. Just further down. Uh, Rich. Oh man. Yeah. It was uh it was the right match to open the show. Uh it was the right winner. Uh it 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 was and yeah, it didn't blow your, your tits off like you were kinda hoping it would like like I feel like everyone was expecting that, like that was the obvious choice to steal the show. It's like, oh yeah. That's going to be a great match to watch. Uh, and like it didn't. It was fine. It served its purpose. It had that great spot. Tope, I think you're correct in reading into that as much as possible. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. And it did what it needed to do. You had you had silly ladders, which was also fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? What else was some fun? St- yeah, they got well, all their shit out of the way early, it seems. And then, yeah, the dumb headbutts. Uh, right guy won. Um, a couple things I wanted to add for it were, uh, number one, I'd say if anybody, if anybody stood out, I thought Luke Harper had a wonderful match. 
He just, to me, he stood out between the power bomb and the dive and some other, just being involved in a lot of the shit. He's the one that took the fucking stupid zigzag off the ladder, too. Yeah. Um, when he shouldn't have been. Uh, I thought he was very, very good. I guess the thing to me is, it was it was the Money in the Bank ladder match mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all the other Money in the Bank ladder matches that there's ever been at Mania, I would say it would probably would be the worst one. So, it turns out, Augie, you were right in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the thing is that, like, when they when uh, I wasn't that excited for this match, I didn't really care that much, whatever. But then when they started showing the package beforehand, like they did for six eighths of the matches tonight. But anyways, when they did that package, I was like, man, these people do some crazy shit in these matches, and you know what I mean. And like, you, I was excited to see, it, and I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then you watch, it's like, oh, they didn't do anything like that. And this will be the first and only time we reference the champion that was going into the match, Bad News Barrett. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy, he had Jimmy, that, he had his, Jimmy uh, was hysterically uh, laughing because he came out second. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was like, he's the champion. <laughs> he, had his, uh, he had his little bull hammer party. Uh, which, by yep. the way, can we talk about that super kick, that fuck you Young Bucks super kick party they had in that tag match? Yeah, it was uh, oh, it was a it was a direct message. Yeah, uh, it was a DM on Twitter, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I also got super worried at that Ambrose ladder spot uh, because there was that moment where the performer was talking seriously and directly towards the athletic trainer and it was like oh 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 and then you like see him kind of point towards the back of his head or direct towards the back of his head and then they go back and it's like oh yeah he's busted the fuck in the back of his head yeah he you're supposed to go through that ladder if you're horizontal you go through it vertical or vice versa you never go vertical to vertical never you just you, never you never i don't know why <laughs> Never go full vertical. He's the never champion. Uh, yeah, just a, just don't just stupid. That match was stupid. Speaking of stupid, Randy Orton and Seth Rollins was that was the next thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tope, let me hear your boner talk. Oh, <laughs> he needs. She needs to. I don't care what he's what Seth Rollins is doing. He needs to be in the NBA immediately. That motherfucker jumped 87 feet, and that's not hyperbole. <laughs> and I think that was a solid match. Like, it's not a match I'm going to go back and I need to watch again, but it was a super solid match. It's a Randy and- Orton WrestleMania match. <laughs> yeah. It was the second match on the card. Yeah. It was in the daylight. Yeah. I Which got it wrong. <laughs> it's a Re- Randy Orton WrestleMania match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fine, it's a solid B plus match. Like, and then of course the greatest spot in the history of time. And that's twice I've said the greatest blank in the history of time already. Hey, hey Shivani, chill out, all right. Most <laughs> <laughs> uh, racist shit you've ever said to me. I don't even <laughs> care. <laughs> okay, let's let's officially let's officially try to make Shivani a racial term online. <laughs> Let's, let's do that, huh? Let's let that be our legacy. Those Pottsville guys, I really miss them. But, you know, you're still a Shivani to me. Still uh, a Shivani to me. Uh, Rich. Fine match. Dopest ending. Uh, and one 
that dunk better be done in the fucking dunk contest next year. <laughs> like, oh, better man. be like, fuck, like, Marcin Gortat better be fucking set up for the curb stomp as John Wall is just RKO's his head into the rim. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, fuck it. RKO the ball into the rim. I don't care how it happens. Um, and oh god damn, yeah, it was just a, like that should be the last match Randy Orton ever has. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the Big Show. The Big Show and Randy Orton should retire tonight. They should, ret- they should just fucking skip off into the goddamn sunset hand in hand. But instead, like, my biggest fear is that Orton is going to, like, lay some claim to the goddamn title or whatever. He never had his one-on-one rematch for the title either. Yeah, guess who else did? Guess who else never got a chance to get it back after being stripped of it? Whatever. And now he has elbow pads. And now he has elbow pads. Yo. I literally said when he came out, fuck, I feel like Augie so much. <laughs> I couldn't stop looking at Randy Orton's stupid elbows. I questioned the last, what, 10 years of watching Randy Orton? Because I was just like, no, wait, has he always? <laughs> this can't be new. He's not going to wear elbow pads for the first time on fucking WrestleMania, is he? Well, he has nothing else new to wear. That's all he's got. He had, those, sure he, he had those fire engine red tights, bro. What you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he changed his side color. Make sure he's going to think like he's Curtis Axel wore a backwards hat. Fucking uh, uh, Orton was representing for Eva Marie, bro. All red everything. Speaking of which, totally forgot. Poor Curtis Axel. Like, <laughs> I, called <laughs> it. I called it. Like, he should have gotten the Rusev treatment. Like, what is he? Ugh. He got something over, and they just don't care. And it's, it's great. Uh, I think Dolph Ziggler probably did you, best this weekend. Yeah. Did you see, uh, did anybody else see the fantasy booking on Reddit where someone was like, the last two were Ryback and Curtis Axel. I should stand up for this, but it's Ryback, so I won't. Uh, it's and Ryback it's and Curtis Axel. Yeah. Ryback's, Ryback's are in the ring. They're about to go at it. And Ryback's like, go, go get him, kid. Jumps over the top rope, and Axel gets his moment. And it's like, that would never happen. Kurt Henning could have died the day before and that wouldn't have happened. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh, God. Well, I uh, was happy. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would have been 57 at some point this weekend. Uh, <laughs> All right, Widen, Seth Rollins, and Randy Orton. Get us back on track. <laughs> Widen, did you fall asleep? Uh-oh. Oh, we're in sleeping. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. Uh, oh, wait, no, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, The Rock, our friend Michael Witten's sleeping. <laughs> no, I, I just feel like it was just a regular run-of-the-mill R- Randy Orton WrestleMania match uh, until, uh, yeah, until Seth Rollins decided he just wanted to put on some super shoes. How how can you get that much elevation jumping off of Randy Orton's neck? Like how's he's got good ups anywhere? This I have to say this right now. Just imagine uh, Seth Rollins is scrolling through his uh, his apartment while the Incredibles are outside fighting. Where are my super shoes? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I mean, other than, other than just a just a good just an okay match. You know, other than the <clears throat> end. You take you take that end away, 
did you really enjoy that match? Yeah, I mean it. It that it's him against Punk. It's him against Kane. It's it's what Randy Orton does at WrestleMania. But that ending, as I said on Facebook, that ending was like, hey, you know what, Evan Bourne, we don't have to show you anymore. We have this spot now. Augie, did you talk about this match? I don't remember. I don't know. Let's just say that they've really made a lot of improvements to Moon Shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was that match. Uh, uh, next, real quick, can we talk about the the very brief segment on the pre-show with J and J Security and the Stooges? Absolutely, uh, it, it just happened, it. and it was delightful. <laughs> it was it was what we all wanted. It happened, and now we can go about our day. It was the culmination of a story. Uh, yeah, that happened on the pre-show. Um, next, Triple H and Sting, or fucking the Great Muda. Like I wouldn't like when the casting call came out that they were gonna get scarecrows. It was like okay, well that makes sense. But we didn't see the Asian guy casting call. <laughs> Cause they're those are just guys they got from like Chinatown and like San Francisco and like hey you guys want to be on WrestleMania they didn't know what WrestleMania was but they just wanted to perform you it was great. A, it was a TNA WrestleMania entrance <laughs> <laughs> and, and and not only that when the music started playing they weren't matched up with the music no they weren't <laughs> well because it's Sting's shitty WWE theme anyway which is why like they used the preview for the video game. But they don't give Sting the song that he should have and need. Because that was the one theme Jim Johnston always wanted to get his hands on, man. (laughs) (laughs) He he was right all along, but we'll get there later. (laughs) Uh, And the reason why you didn't see the Asian guy casting call is because that was a part that was offered. That was a specific. They had a guy in mind for that. Okay, good. It's probably like Funaki's granduncle or something. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in Triple H's entrance land. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I, God damn it. I, I wish I could ever think of myself the way Triple H thinks of himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... I've already alluded to it, uh, to who was my my party here. It was a a quiet moment in the Mullet household for Mania this year. It was me and my wife. Uh, It was Jimmy, frequent contributor to the show, and former guest and one of my best friends, my first wrestling fan friend, Andrew Zangri, who's gone on record as saying that he loves Triple H. So you can send your hate letters at AZDoesIt on Twitter. Or uh, types of sandwiches on Instagram. True. I... It's so much fun to just watch him with the biggest childlike smile. Watch Triple H think he's the baddest dude that's ever lived. <laughs> it's like a kid on Christmas morning. And uh, it has ended with uh, Triple H justifying getting Arnold Schwarzenegger for the weekend to say his catchphrase. I just, I just wanted to just see after Triple H puts all that, all that on, he looks in the mirror, he's just like, Hi, you're the Terminator. You're... You're you're the Terminator. Just just like, giving him like self like that psych up. So did he look in the mirror and be like, God damn, I look menacing. Daddy, we wanna watch my little pony. Get out of here. 
<laughs> it's about me. <laughs> Get back in your bunny pajamas. <laughs> uh, Sting Triple H. Uh, who hasn't gone first in a while? Me. Win, go ahead. Um, this this was a very, very excuse me a very very enjoyable match. Um, I got I. They didn't exactly announce before the WrestleMania started that it was a no DQ match. Yeah, they just did it when the match was during the ring introductions. Exactly. Like, I was with a bunch of friends, and I just hear, you know, whoever it was, Lillian Garcia, whoever, say, you only win by pinfall or submission. I'm just like, this become no DQ? And then when it became no, no DQ, I got nervous as to what would happen. But... It. I didn't didn't care that I put all my points on Sting. I didn't care. It was just so so enjoyable. So many twists and turns. It was it was great to watch. Before I, how does it feel? <laughs> how does it feel, everybody? <clears throat> it's the culmination I, of a storyline of our own. <laughs> I know, right? This WrestleMania was so fucking good. It was concluding our storylines. I could have picked him. I could have picked him. Had you not said that just now, Wade, we just would have let it go. Like, it wouldn't have even been on our mind. I'm on the floor. He does it to me every time. I feel like in the Terminator entrance when it was scanning in the audience, you were one of the pictures winning. (laughs) (laughs) And and we didn't even have to wait for Raw for Triple H to bask in his glory about it. We got it on the same night. (laughs) I was fucking right. And I didn't go with my gut. (laughs) <laughs> but that said um, this was this wasn't a match this was an experience and I, I don't mean that like to put it up on a pedestal but you know up up until the last five or six minutes just was what it was which you would expect to see these guys doing working a regular match even though they were both bruised like Fucking Joey Buttafuoco, second wife. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> Jesus, where did that come from? Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, and then we got NWO versus DX for, for out of a sudden. Now, here's what I want to mention. So they're putting Ric Flair through all these like stringent tests to make sure he can do anything. It took Hogan a year to even punch Curtis Axel. And then all of a sudden, and, and, and Billy Gunn was internally bleeding at last year's WrestleMania. But Scott Hall, who has a pacemaker, can just come on out and take a backdrop on the floor. Sean Waltman, who can spit in a beer and create a worldwide plague, can take giant bumps for Hogan. And Kevin Nash was allowed to walk that far. (laughs) 
biggest show of the year. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. they just didn't care. They didn't test any of them. Hey, Hall, you gonna be able to take a bad job on the floor? No problem, man. Because he was standing up and no selling it like a minute later. <laughs> and they left it all out there, man. It's just literally, they probably left parts of their body. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all saw the Nash quad scare. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh. I love how quickly Tope was like, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it just. We saw good parts of Sting. That sounds we like saw... an incident, the Nash quad scare. <laughs> the Nash quad scare of San Francisco 2015. Yeah. Um, we saw the good parts of Sting. We saw Sting do the Scorpion Deathlock, which is the only thing I was worried about because he just can't do it anymore and look mm. good. Um. I'll let other people talk, and I have another couple points. Uh, uh, Augie. Because I know, Augie, you might have a different view than the rest of us about this. Which match was this? Triple H and Stick. <laughs> what are we talking about for 10 minutes? I don't know. I'm enjoying my pizza. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I I have a slight different take because, again, I don't have that history with Sting. But I think the best description of it, Tope, I think it was Tope that said it at first, said it's like watching... An SNL sketch that's not really very funny, but has a ton of cameos, so it's fun. And I thought that really hit on the head because nothing in the match was like exciting. It was kind of cool when when the bat broke Sledgy in half. That was cool. Yeah, that was but, cool. But like other spots, there wasn't anything really exciting. So it really was just oh a cameo fest. And then it became WWE versus WCW, which was cool. And that was the moment I realized that my pick was completely fucking wrong because I didn't really think they were gonna do it to that extent. But it was cool. Like I I. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, oh, fuck, I want to see that again. It's kind of just like, uh, yeah, cool, that happened. All right, that's it. Um, Tope. All right, let's get one thing straight. Sting was never part of the NWO black and white. He was part of the Wolfpack. Thank you. Bullshit booking. Thank you. Yeah. Bullshit booking. I, as soon as, as, soon as <laughs> DX came out, what? And I was like, okay, well, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They back him up. And then the NWO came out. I'm like, oh, well, Sting should be fucked. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what did I say before that? In the in the the you, our you Facebook, said, you said Wolfpack coming out, and it'd be been, the best WrestleMania ever. Yeah, Nash, anorexic Luger. Yes, and Jesus, I'm so offensive on this fucking show. No, no, no but you're accurate. Steiner, who was banned from the <laughs> Hall of Fame, don't get me fucking started. And Conan <laughs> with his fucking cane, and then you and, get the Lucha Underground tie-in, bro. It would have been the best shit ever. But instead, the people that literally made Sting the way that he is, and not for a good reason, like depressing Sting, like trying to kill WCW, came out to help him. Like, it had been cool if they'd done, like, one promo ahead of time that was like, I mean, sure, it would have spoiled the surprise of everybody coming out, but it's like, hey, man, after everything, we got your back. That's all I needed. That's, that would have been fine. Like we, res- <laughs> we respect you now because we're 50-year-old men because we all have breakfast at 7.30 in the morning now. Or just like them individually coming up to him, like like Hogan just being just like, hey, man, you know, so glad you're finally here. If you ever need anything, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll back. Yeah, and Hall being like, hey, man, if there's enough money involved, I'll be there. And Nash is like, <laughs> what he said. <laughs> <laughs> As he is... Uh, 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 checking out new Jordans to buy next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that bothered me. As much as it was cool to finally see NBO and DX, it was like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But go go on, Topa. In, in all seriousness, it was it was a fun match. Um, 
again, it's tonight was about making uh, the authority look strong, and uh, they were very strong. Um, it's just weird because I, I think Augie made the best point last show. Like, there are so many people who don't know who the fuck Sting is, and yet he looked. I, I think if they're trying to make him look like the legend superstar he is, he just needed to win that match. Just clean and be like, there's a star. He'd be, you know, and they made it this WCW thing. And that's literally the reasons why Sting would never come over. Because they would shit on WCW and shit on everyone. And that's all they did the entire match. But that was a fun match. Um, hope we never see it again. <laughs> uh, outlook not good. <laughs> although, although I will say, in the interviews he had leading up to it, he was kind of saying, like, this might be it. And I think everyone was kind of like, yeah, whatever, Sting. Sure, sure it is. But the whole, like, shake of the hand and pat on the head neck thing at the end of it was like, well, maybe that's a good thing. And I, 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 I don't think that's the case. I definitely think we'll see him again. But it would not surprise me if that was the case. Um... Rich. I 100% think that his comments, and it was like to the AP too, was 100% business, uh, you know, to get anyone that was on the fence like, oh, I can see Sting's first and only match in WWE. Whatever. He'll be back. Uh, because, god damn it, he wrestles with his shirt off now. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> take that, Dixie. Uh, <laughs> take this shirt and shove it. But... I agree. Tope said it was a fun match, and that was the first thought I had. This was a fun match. It probably shouldn't have been anywhere in the realm of fun. Uh, it should have been, like, a match match. But it was a fun match, and it was a successfully fun match. I think, I call me crazy, I think this match might age well for nostalgia purposes. And it's going to, like be in a shit ton of their documentaries not even just like the sting portion of it but the bigger picture of it right uh i the monday night wars for like the 30th time exactly it's, like, it's gonna be the like the monday night war prologue yeah uh, or, or epilogue i'm sorry uh what would be the monday night war prologue uh well i guess like hogan joining wcw yeah something like that well i mean or just ross starting yeah, and, and Ted Turner just refusing to put WCW on anything except after the Braves games. <laughs> um, and uh, I forgot who it was that brought up the whole no DQ thing, but I even remember watching on Monday uh, and just thinking to myself, just like, oh, they haven't made this a no disqualification match yet? That's weird. Um, and they just like, like, all right, well, that's why I thought they were going to have just a, a straight up match. Um, and then when it became clear that it was going to be a DX versus NWO thing. 1998 me was doing backflips. Right. I mean, it was a totally cool moment for anybody that was uh, was a fan, which is the majority of people yeah. and people that aren't even around anymore to do it. Um, my and, thing... And, uh, and I'm sorry to, to cut you off, but Sting coming off the fucking top to the floor? Did not see that coming. Dude, I've been, like I said, I've been watching a lot of 80, 89 NWA matches. It's just like, oh yeah, that's Sting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you forget in the past 15 years it hasn't been. I perked uh, up for that for sure. And as much as I, this is what, like the fourth end of an era match we've had basically at this point? They're um, just ending every era there was. I mean, we still haven't gotten Bruno's last match. So that's going to be next year. Bruno's Zabisco, man. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll get there in a few seconds. Uh, <laughs> but 
I just, the whole, like, you just hit the man. It's like Hogan trying to kill the rock in an ambulance. You just hit the man in the face with a sledgehammer. Good match. Like, <laughs> let me shake your hand. It, it just felt, like, totally off, especially with the promo later on and what I'm assuming is the story possibly continuing. It just didn't feel right, you know? I, I, I don't yeah. know. It just, that, that tonally just didn't work for me. Um, but still, it was a fun thing to... Finally see. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, Then the Daniel Bryan segment backstage, which we already talked about. Anybody else need to mention anything on it? Uh, For some some reason, the stream for for what I was watching kept messing up. It kept, like, going back to right before the commercial for that Camp WWE show. It it kept, like, going back to it. And I, 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 I I couldn't understand why. I had some string stream issues as well. There was at one point uh, early on where it kept going back to the Battle Royal. And I, was, I wasn't even on Wi-Fi. I just was directly connected to the router on my TV and my PS4. Uh, but for the most part, it, we kind of got through it as good as possible. There was one thing I did forget to mention about the, uh, about the Sting Triple H match. Actually, a request from our friend. Uh, I'm never going to say his name right. Tyler on Twitter. It's just... <laughs> bar. Bar. It's Bar. Okay, good, 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 good. So Tyler Bear... On Twitter. Um, <laughs> look, it's me. I mispronounced names. Whatever. Uh, he wanted to know. I, I don't know if it's past his bedtime or not. But, uh, hey, Rich, is there somebody sleeping on your uh, your bed back there that possibly has a dirty mullet? He wanted to ask. How he close is to, that to you, that being your nickname for, like, 15 years? Dirty mullet? Yeah. Uh, and if, no, I'm, 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 uh, if I'm hitting you know a nerve, just let me know. I'm going to play the fifth on this one. <laughs> I plead the fifth. All right. Sorry. Hold on. Let me, uh, yeah, actually, let me. Hey, Ricky! And now Ricky Morton talks some hashtag shit. Ricky! Hey, Bubbas, what's going on? What's Ricky happening? Martin. What's well, happening? Well, Where am I? Open. Where am I? You're on... Huh? What you're, happened? You're... Nashville, Texas. Can I? Can I talk? Thirty-four <laughs> degree latitude. What's happening? Shut your mouth and listen to me, Ricky. Okay. Martin. Hey, what's happening? You're in Chicago with our friend Rich. This is oh. Potswoggle. I just wanted to ask you if you watch WrestleMania. They're still doing WrestleManias. Yes, they're still doing WrestleMania. I think, <laughs> I think you were on like one of them. I question. Maybe I have a pay stub somewhere. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you have any overdue pay stubs. The question I had was... Tonight, uh, the Sting Triple H match, of course, we saw run-ins by the NWO and DX. I wanted to get your thoughts on Kevin Nash's job tonight. During the uh, during uh, WrestleMania, and of course his induction into the Hall of Fame. Well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I've had I've had my share of run-ins with 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 Kevin Nash, Bubba, and uh, you know sometimes I never really had a problem with him before, uh, uh, you know, until we had our thing and we did the zip a day, and it was a little bit of a a a, 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 tr- a, tr- a, tr- a What is the what is doing the zip a day? Zip a day. No, it's a wrestling thing. You don't worry about it. <laughs> Okay, and 
I saw Scott Hall was out there. Scott Hall, God bless that man. He's a, he's a good worker. He's paid his dues, and <laughs> he's one of my he's one of the best people I've ever I'll, I'll ever meet. Of course he is. <laughs> so Kevin Nash, you made it in the Hall of Fame. I didn't watch because you know it, it's not a real Hall of Fame until Rock and Roll Express is in there, Bubba. True. And uh, yeah, but I was watching tonight, and um, turns out Kevin Nash had a little bit of a medical incident. Which was? I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can say that 600 times. Please don't. If you'll pay me, I'll say it 600 times. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it a dollar a time. Not going to happen. Well, from what I saw, it seems as if as Kevin Nash was running, uh, he tore his fucking quad. And by <laughs> tore, I mean tore. Fucking, I mean fucking, and by quad, I mean his quad. Uh, how did I not see that coming? <laughs> that was uh, Ricky, right I think you're going to like wake my neighbors, and I've never even seen my neighbors. <laughs> We're going to bring people together. It's going to be great, Bubba. (laughs) Well, we have a lot more to cover, Ricky Morton. Thank you for being on the show. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. I'm going to go back to falling asleep with my dick in my hands. (laughs) First time in my life I've ever earnestly said TMI. All righty. Moving on. Skylar Gray and Kid Ink's performance. I found out who Kid Ink was tonight. Tope, do you want to sing a bar real quick? Uh, Well, I need... uh... A little bit of an entrance. Getting, 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 gump. Getting, 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 gump. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Not someone on like Twitter or Reddit or something like that, like actually verbalize, like like phonetically spelled it, and it just struck me. Getting, 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 gump. Getting, 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 gump. You can take a swing at my ego. That's all I got. <laughs> That's fair enough. Now it's three facts about Garrett Bischoff. From Podswoggles, Garrett Bischoff expert, Tope. Come on, making you a swing back to my Gary Bischoff real quick. No, he's never taken a swing of a baseball bat. He <laughs> likes to eat candle wax because it makes his teeth feel smooth. And he's never read the Pictionary Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Pictionary Dictionary. <laughs> it's the Dictionary. <laughs> And that will do it for part one of our WrestleMania 31 wrap-up. Never fear, part two is already online at podswoggle.com 
on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio. Make sure to check out that second part there. Make sure to go to podswallow.com for all kinds of great articles, other podcasts, and all kinds of fun stuff, including the full breakdown of Marshall Madness 2015. Check us out on social media, at Podswoggle on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram. Send us an email at podswoggle at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and leave us reviews there. We'll read it on the show. For the rest of the Swaggle Squad you just heard, this is Mullet Swaggin' Off. Now get your butts over to part two. Vince Russo. What was the name of the Los Angeles Lakers player that Stephen A. Smith used to always say? I don't know. Damn it. Say Slaver Medvedenko. Oh. <laughs> oh, bro, you mean Slaver Medvedenko? This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit Podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.